The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the November 23rd edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher getting ready to break down a... 37 game slate, just kidding, it's basically the whole league tonight, and we're going to do things a little differently if you're new to the podcast, usually we run through every game, I'll spend, I don't know how much time looking for quotes and all these cool stats to go through, but really it's just too much, and to be perfectly honest, I had a great Thanksgiving yesterday, so I didn't get to prep as much as usual, Uh, great to be around the family, watch some football, Julio, Julio came through for me. For my fantasy teams, went up against Zeke in a couple, but uh, yeah, it's just a great day. Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday. Um, you spend all day just cooking food with your family and stuff. My my grandma has this best thanks uh, this stuffing recipe, but it's crazy. Like you spend all day making food for you know half an hour eating or whatever it is. It's like basically like a roller coaster, a great adventure wherever you go. Where you wait for you know hours sometimes for those lines to get to the ride it's like a minute or two minutes but um yeah definitely the the best holiday of the year no question although no nba which maybe i guess is maybe why i like it too but okay let's just hop into this thing uh just quickly if you could hop on itunes and hit subscribe rate and review um maybe mention more dfs podcasts or something like that would be cool um hopefully we can maybe add more maybe when football season goes down uh, and then also shoot a shout out to our sponsor draft if you want to mix it up uh, again, especially with a night like tonight, I mean, there's f- f- so many games on. A draft would be pretty cool. Uh, so go to draft.com or hit draft in the app store. You can play for free with promo code RW. So again, it's it's going to be nuts, man. So I, I don't even really know, to be perfectly honest. I don't like these mega slates. I've always said I like a seven gamer or eight gamer. There's just too much. So you pretty much want to stick to games you want to stack. We'll talk about games we want to stack. And we're just going to kind of fly through this as fast as we can. Uh, usually we shoot for 35 minutes, which never happens. So let's just hop here. Um, again, we're not going to do the Brooklyn game, which is going to pretty much start right when I'm about to post this. But let's start. We're just going to go over team totals, injuries, and kind of guys that we may have noticed with trends, and just anything else that we may have seen here. So we got Memphis projected at 105 and the Clippers at 109. Bamute still out. They've stopped calling him questionable. This is probably one of the worst games to stack. There's not a lot going on here. I expect a lot of on-ball defense. Um, the, Clip, the Clippers can be vulnerable inside, so I'm not against maybe playing someone like Marcus Gasol or somebody like that. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr., I could see him having a good game. Not the best game for Tobias and those guys. Um, Tobias has just been so good in, night in, night out, but this may be his, uh, he may be tested to get the 15 points. Um, he's hit 15 regular points in every NBA game this year. I believe he's the only person to do that. Um, so he's, he's just so good. But, yeah, not a great game to stack. And we're also going to kind of go through positions later, so I'm just going to kind of fly through this as fast as I can. Uh, we got Houston. They're on the front end of a back-to-back, so I guess be a little careful there. It's a, If you're not playing that early game, um, you should find out if they're going to be all right. Uh, and then also, too, these teams just played. 
So um, we saw that it was a high-scoring game, man. Uh, 126-124. Griffin went bananas. He went 37-11. and uh, and then also Clint Capella, and I've been saying this uh, more for my matchup column. I don't really, I don't feel like the Pistons don't play a lot, but um, as great as their interior guys are, just on paper, you think Drummond and Blake are good. They get gassed defensively inside. They give up a lot of paint points. So uh, I'm kind of buying that Capella 27 and 15 and four blocks game. I mean, that's the high end of that. It's pretty much. He's going to top out there, but I think 20 and 13 and two blocks is definitely within his range. Uh, again, they're a really vulnerable pick and roll defense. There's just a lot of things to like about Capella if you wanted to go that route. Um, I like Harden. Uh, again, I'm, I'm buying what he did the other night. Um, 43.7, nine di- boards, uh, nine dimes, four steals. He's kind of back, handles the ball out, went to the line 19 times, made all 19 of them, tied his own franchise record for that. So, yeah, Harden's kind of back. We saw the the Rockets were a little bit worried. I guess they, they were, I think, like 28th in offensive rating for the first, like, seven or eight games, whatever it was. And they're just, they're, they're back now. Um, maybe it was getting rid of Melo or whatever it was. Um, James Ennis revenge game, low usage revenge game too. He made all three of his three, excuse me, uh, all three of his makes were threes, three of five from the field, got to the line six times. I'm big on Ennis. He's cheap. If you want to go after this game, I think he's a guy to consider. He's going to play big minutes. We saw Gary Clark kind of dial, get dialed back. Uh, Tucker, obviously that was part of the reason why Ennis got big minutes, but I think that, uh, he's kind of got uh, a little bit more. I do like Tucker as well. Um, despite the the 25 minutes and uh, ejection from that game. But, yeah, that's kind of it there. And, and Eric Gordon's cheap uh, if you want to throw him out there and really go after this game. Um, I think Langston Galloway's usage has come down, but he's still hitting a lot of threes. They're going to have to make him play a lot in this game. So I'm good with him. Um, I'm Again, I'm good with Blake. I'm not too big on Drummond. And, I mean, Reggie Bullock's kind of hit or miss. Um, so, yeah, they're going to have to have him play well, probably big minutes. Uh, Robinson obviously isn't the answer. Stanley Johnson's too inconsistent. So I'm cool, kind of cool with those guys. Um, moving on, Boston's in complete disarray, but luckily they get a good little cure that may ail them, and that is the Hawks defense. Um, just a disaster. They give up open threes like crazy. Their interior defense is horrible. It, it's just it seems like a smash spot here. Uh, we saw Jason Tatum kind of um, really flop, and what should have been a good spot for him. Uh, before the game on Wednesday, Brad Stevens said, hey, we want Jason Tatum to drive more and get more in the paint. I had looked it up. Over his first 10 games of the season, he had 5.9 drives per game. and his last seven, 2.9. So he's not driving at all. Uh, or you know, half of what he was to start the year when we were like, oh, Jason Tatum is going to match Kyrie with scoring. Uh, turns out that's not the case. So whatever it is, if maybe defenses have adjusted or whatever. But, I, I mean, I could see Tatum having a big game here. Uh, he's not going to be highly owned in this crazy slate. So maybe a sneaky tournament. Uh, obviously, Kyrie against the Hawks, man. I mean, he's going to be chalky. He's coming off a 13-dime game. He looks great. Uh, usage is back up. Um, played big minutes against the Knicks. And, yeah, Kyrie's been really good. Uh, shot selection's been top-notch. Um yeah, so definitely in with Kyrie. And then after that, it's kind of a mess. Um, we know Brad Stevens is going to play the matchups. He pretty much pulled his guys. He started Baines and Brown and then yanked them for Morris and Hayward in the second half in the last game. So it's going to be matchup-based. It's going to be game-flow-based. It's going to be hot hot hand-based, all this stuff. 
So you generally want to stay away from that. But uh, I do think Tatum and Horford, actually, who's questionable, I should have mentioned that. Uh, he's questionable with a knee injury. This is a he had he was uh, game time for this injury, and he went to the locker room. So you really can't play him if he's out. Then uh, I mean Baines, sure, right? I mean it's kind of an obvious one. Um, Hawks wise, we got Alex Len questionable with a back injury. Didn't play in the last game. He also had a back injury back in the preseason. Uh, was probable for the opener against the Knicks on what was that the seventeenth of October if I remember. Uh, and then no Poitras and Omari Spellman should be back. Uh, John Collins should get more minutes. He played two minutes at center in the last game too. Uh, if if Spellman is not going to play, I think Spellman will play four anyways. But if Lens out again, I think Collins is going to play some five, uh, especially against someone like Horford or somebody like that. So Collins is going to be super low owned. He hasn't done anything real yet. Uh, coming off a twenty-seven minute six point six board four dime game, they want him to. Even Lloyd Pierce was like, hey, I want him to run the offense and do all these things. So, yeah, uh, again, I could see John Collins, despite the bad matchup, uh, I could see him. Again, he's still underpriced uh, in, in both sites. So, um, looking for a guy. Um, DK, he's really cheap. So, I could see him being someone to consider there. Um, I think De- if, if Alex lands out, uh, again, bad matchup, but I think Deadman's going to play big minutes. He's going to probably get a good amount of blocks, especially in FanDuel. That's valuable. Uh, he took this, took eight shots in the last game. This team needs offense. They're going to play pace-up basketball. We noticed the Hawks are right at the top for how fast they run per possession. So they'll be pretty good. Um, Trey Young, I'm interested against Kyrie, but he's really falling off. He can't hit shots. His time of possession has gone down as well. Um, so not much there. All right, let's move on here. We're doing all right on time so far. Uh, this is probably one of the better games to stack here. That's New Orleans on the front end of the back-to-back, projected at 122. That's the high of the night. Uh, at the Knicks, coming off a big win, I mentioned, against Boston. Um, so the Knicks, they started the last game. It was a, a successful starting decision. Um, to go After they changed it, what was it, six, li- six games straight, six or five, I think, where they had a different lineup <laughs> in consecutive games. It's just wild. But they had Moutier, Hardaway Jr., Mario Hazonia, Noah Vonley, and Ennis Cantor. Uh, and again, that lineup got off to a hot start and kind of fizzled off a little bit. Their be- their bench was really what saved them, though. But, yeah, I mean, uh, Trey Burke's going to be super chalky coming off a big 29-11 game. I think it's the first player or Nick off the bench to drop 25-10 and 10 since John Starks. Uh, that was a cool little stat. But, um, yeah. Um, Burke's fine. He's still cheap. He's going to play. We know that Neil Aquina's minutes are pretty much toast uh, at the point. Um, Cantor should be pretty busy. Uh, he's going to get... Actually, I take that back. Uh, we saw Cantor get wrecked in, in the last game. So I'd be a little cautious to play Cantor here. Um, we saw AD like literally dunk on him. Uh, he was like on his back. It was one of the better uh, posterizing dunks of the season. So um, I do like Von Ley, man. He's going to play some center, I think, in this matchup. He's been pretty consistent minutes-wise. He's really been, again, probably, besides Hardaway Jr., really the most consistent player in their front court. He's coming off two back-to-back games. He's still pretty cheap. So Von Ley's fine, uh, which is kind of crazy. We didn't really think Von Ley would be this consistent. Uh, kind of was a you know a bust top ten uh, top ten pick in 2014, 
Our big upside with blocks hasn't really been the blocking guy. But, yeah, I mean, he's got power forward locked down. They're not going to play Knox big minutes. They, Yeah, I mean, he's he's fine. Uh, other than that, I mean, Tim Hardaway Jr., sure. Um, a little pricey for me for a guy that's going to have to score a lot. Doesn't really do much else. Um, I'm not really into too much, into Moutier. Uh, you can't really rock, rock with Trayer anymore. Obviously, you can't really go with Mitch Robb. Um, maybe in FanDuel is because he's so good on blocks. I mean, this guy blocks like a block a minute. Had 6-16 six and 16 the other night. So I'm kind of into him. Obviously, going to the Hornets. I'm sorry, Hornets. Got my old New Orleans teams mixed up. Pelicans, excuse me. I mean, AD's, like, he's going to be chalk. He's coming off a bad offensive game against Joel Embiid and a loss. Um, had the 5x5, five five, though. First 5x5 five five since Draymond Green, who's been the last player to do it twice since AD. Favorite 5x5 five five guy ever is Jamal Tinsley. Um, also, I think AK's got one. Nicholas Batum. I love uh, the 5x5 five five stats. One of my favorite ones. Uh, especially, I mean, play season long. That's the holy grail, right? Um, yeah. We need to see a 6x5 with the threes. I think that's kind of what we're waiting for, right? Uh, points, steals, blocks, boards, threes, all, all that stuff. Uh, add the threes in there. Let's, let's see a 6x5. Anyways... Um, yeah, I mean, Drew Holiday, sure. It, it's the Knicks. We know their their starters get gashed a lot. They're Again, it, it was surprising to see that they really beat the Celtics, the Knicks. So you would think the Pelicans with their pace and just overall offensive firepower. I could see Drew having a monster game come off a season high uh, against the Sixers. Revenge game from him. So I do like him. Yeah. Um, Randall, sure. Miritich, sure. They're going to have trouble defending, uh, especially if Bonley is out there. He's going to get stretched out. So I could see Miritich getting hot. Uh, I'm just going to move on here to the next game. we got Cleveland, front end of a back-to-back, projected at 1-3 at Philly. This is probably one of the bigger projected blowout games of the night. Just kind of off-topic here, I do want to mention that I think it's hilarious that the 76ers, they're not, they're not listing Markel Fultz out with a shoulder injury. They're listing him out for a shoulder consultation, which I find too funny. It's like, oh, is he hurt? Uh, he's out for a shoulder cut. So is he hurt? No, consultation. So, so it's just amusing. Uh, just a, it's like just a little shade. Like, like oh, you're okay. Go do your little shoulder consultation uh, while we try to win some basketball games. Man, it, I could talk about that for another hour. But rooting for him, obviously. But... I mean, Embiid, sure. Uh, obviously, Tristan Thompson's did a pretty good job. Um, just got some news here that Al Horford's unlikely to play. So, yeah, I mean, sure, if you want to look at Baines, uh, Robert Williams will be activated there. Maybe something to keep an eye on if you want to go super-duper punt. Uh, and maybe, you know, for garbage time, too, right? I mean, Williams, this guy's a killer pick-and-roll guy. They run uh, his first play. Uh, they ran a set for him. So I could see him kind of getting hot. Again, you're banking on garbage time, which is... Which, with Horford out, may not be as easy as you think. So, yeah, and that's also probably that's good news for Deadman too. Um, I think he can be a good one. Anyways, yeah, um, it's gonna be tough to count on. Uh, ben Simmons has hot, been hot in his last three. Jimmy Butler's price went his price was so cheap in, uh, on Wednesday, but it's up now. So, eh, uh, I do like him beat a little bit, and sure JJ obviously against the Cavs. I'm um, a little bit into Sexton, going to get pretty high minutes in this game, I think. So I do like him a little bit. Uh, after that, kind of a messy situation. I think David Nawab was the guy to consider. Uh, I don't know if they go away from that starting lineup again. Uh, but it, to me, 
Um, Sam Decker's back shooting the ball on the floor, so I feel like that move to put Nawaba back in the first unit is preparing to get Decker back in there to get the flow of things. If I know how Larry Juke coaches, he likes to do that. So, um, yeah, I mean, Nawaba, maybe he can play a good amount of minutes, but I wouldn't be too excited to play him, uh, although he's cheap. I'd much prefer chalkiest cheap play of the night is definitely going to be Wilson Chandler. Uh, coming off a 31-minute game, no more restrictions. He's going to get big minutes again. So, I mean, for him to be as cheap as he is for getting 30 minutes on a team that should score a bunch, like, I'm pretty sure everyone's going to be on him, um, especially if you want to spend up to get AD or somebody else like that too, to get two studs in there. Like, Chandler's going to be, and it's justified. I, I'd love to say fader, but um, although he needs, to, for him to hit value, he has to get some boards and maybe a steal or something like that. He's not. I don't think he's going to score more than 13 points again. He's just not going to get shots. I mean, he's got three mega usage guys, and then JJ Redick, who also likes to take some shots. So he just needs to do some defensive things. Anyways, um, yeah, I'm just going to move on. <laughs> we got uh, some serious ground to make up here. Uh, we're actually doing iron on time, guys. All right, so let's go here. We got. Uh, did I mention anybody else? No, that's good. Okay, so we got Washington at 109, front end at Toronto, 119. I mean, this is definitely a Lowry, a Lowry smash spot, even though Kawhi is back. He had one of the best stat lines of the game, of the uh, season, excuse me, again, against Toronto, uh, against the, the Hawks. Went for 21, 12 boards, 17 dimes. Uh, so that, again, case for Kyrie to be played today, and he'll be chalky, I think. So... But, yeah, um, they're going to have some guys back. OG went through shoot-around. Miles should be back. So, not too much fallout there. That pretty much takes a Fred Van Vliet off the board. Uh, I still think Siakam's pretty safe. He's playing too well to have his minutes drop below 30. The reason why his minutes have gone up is because they've been playing OG at uh, at the backup four. Mo- occasional three-spot minutes. But And they've actually played... Uh, JV and Serge next to each other for a couple possessions um, with, with guys missing. But they went pretty small without Kawhi the other day. Um, but yeah, I mean, against the Wizards, their defense has been pretty bad as well, especially in their early going. So um, they will probably start JV. Uh, Dwight Howard's questionable. So if Dwight's going to play, they're probably starting JV. But either way, I like considering both JV and Serge. Especially if, if Howard's out, then yeah, I think Serge is probably the guy you're going to play. Thomas Bryant actually played pretty well in the last game. I uh, had a couple early buckets and a block. Um, so yeah, definitely uh, someone to look at there if you want to go. If Howard's out, obviously. They'd probably start him again, right? I mean, kind of worked out for them uh, against the Clippers on Tuesday. But, yeah, I mean, I'm with Siakam. He's probably going to be topped out just because his price has gone up. He's played so well that he almost has, like, nowhere to go but down. Um, but I expect him to have a good game. They're probably The Wizards are going to probably bench... Marquise Morris, we saw Scott Brooks said he liked that he Morris came off the bench. Makes sense, especially given the Howard issues. They need more center depth, so they're playing him more there. So Ubre's cheap. Definitely could see him. If the Wizards can hang, I don't know if they're going to. Um, then sure, John Wall should be busy. He had a great second half, so he can carry that momentum into this game. Um, can't really play Beal. Uh, I can't play Otto Porter Jr. Uh, this usage is so low. Um, it's been kind of better lately. But, yeah, I can't play Morris either. Okay, so let's move on. We got San Antonio front end at Indiana. We got Depot questionable. Sabonis also questionable. Right tweaked ankle. Didn't look nearly as bad. Like, I think he's going to play. 
Uh, he kind of had his foot like lean up against Thad Young's and just like kind of turned. It wasn't a full turn, so I think he's going to play. Depot's kind of weird. Uh, we saw last week, and he was questionable, played through it. First quarter, banged his knee, fell into the, the cameraman area, didn't return, been out since. So obviously you can't play him at the risk. Even if he's playing, I mean, you got to be really ballsy because um, I think he is at risk to aggravate that. Uh, but they do want to get him right. So if he's out, uh, and again, I don't know. I, I think he's going to play. But if he's out, then you're looking at Aaron Holiday will be in the rotation. Should be pretty, uh, should get 20 minutes. He's sneaky. Uh, I, I love that guy. He's a lot of fun. Uh, Tyreek obviously been in a good spot. That's a no-brainer play. Um, I'm not too into Collison. And uh, obviously, Corey Joseph revenge game. Uh, if you're looking for somebody to cheat, maybe if you like the revenge game narrative. You could probably, with this many games on, you could probably do a whole revenge game uh, lineup. But, yeah, and Sabonis should be fine. Um, I'm not too Again, I'm not worried about the ankle injury, so if you want to play him in what should be a favorable matchup, I'm down. And if he's out, for instance, um, again, I doubt that's going to happen. But if he is out, then you're looking at Kyle Quinn as a punt, and you're looking at Miles Turner, uh, a more valuable piece, especially with, I think, the, the way that they'll defend him with LaMarcus and they'll want him out there for big minutes. So as long as there's no foul trouble, and Marcus doesn't draw a lot of fouls. So, okay, moving on, we got Miami and Chicago front end for the Bulls. 105 for them, 109 for Miami. This is definitely one of my favorite Josh Richardson spots. The Bulls just get torched on the wing all the time. Richardson brings the ball up. I could see him. We we haven't seen a big J Rich game in a little while. And I've probably looked bad because I'm waiting for it. But this is this is just his night, right? The Bulls' perimeter defense is a disaster. Night after night, they give up big lines on the wings. So uh, they're coming off a win, too. So maybe this game's pretty close. Uh, Miami's been... And this, this game should be pretty close. So I do like... Um, I do like it, really. I mean, there's a lot of guys to play from this game. You like Jay Rich. Uh, Whiteside should be pretty busy. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. Not exact the best matchup for him. Uh, for Not the best matchup for Wendell Carter Jr. That is. I think Whiteside can really take it to him. Uh, Wendell for how he likes to score. So he, he's on the board. I think Wayne Ellington should get some threes. Some talk about him being a possible trade candidate. So I think he's a guy to consider. Uh, yeah. There's, there's a, pretty much every Heat player given how thin they are. Uh, is a guy to consider. Uh, Rodney Magruder should get big minutes. Um, their front court's not quite as enticing. Kelly Olenek was surprisingly, actually, to me, a DMPCD against the Nets in the last game. But, I mean, Jay Rich, again, he had 20 shots in the last game. And I've mentioned this a couple times. The Nets perimeter defense is really good this year. So, um, yeah, by the usage, by the matchup, again, Josh Richardson is probably going to be the cover boy for this. Uh, although AD is probably hard to avoid. Anyways, yeah, I mean, no Tyler Johnson as well. So Justice Winslow was kind of a letdown in the last game. I expect him to be a little bit better. Again, dream matchup. So he's a guy to consider there. Minutes were kind of way down. Um, they went pretty much starter heavy. Uh, Magruder, again, I expect him to be better. Ellington um, should get big minutes and a lot of shots too. So uh, a lot of guys to go after. Bulls-wise... Uh, Blakeney's super cheap. Uh, they're playing him a little bit on the wing combo with Levine a little bit. Uh, that was a bit of a byproduct of Chandler Hutchinson not playing. We had saw that they said, uh, Hoiberg said that they wanted to get Cameron Payne in there so they could go small. So we saw a lot of Justin Holiday at the four, which opened up the opportunity for Blakeney, who kind of went off against the Suns. 
on Wednesday, so I wouldn't be too aggressive on that, but should be alright. Um, not playing Wendell. Jabari? I'm alright. I'm alright with him. Uh, I'll probably get chased after that big game. Uh, what was it? I think it was one off his career high in dimes and matched his career high in boards or something along those lines. Big game from him, so I don't know. Anyways, um, yeah, I'm moving on. <laughs> We're, we're doing good on time here, but let's move on so we get to positions. We got Charlotte projected at 111 at Thunder, 117 on the front end of a back-to-back. No MKG. Willie Hernan Gomez is going to be back after missing a game, so that takes that takes Frank Kaminsky off the board, who had a pretty good game in the last one. Uh, Marvin Williams not on the injury report. I thought he was concussed for sure. He was down for like three minutes, Had couldn't even walk straight to the locker room. He had someone like holding him, but not injury report. If... For instance, maybe this pops back up, and they're like, "Oh no, we had we found something." Then that definitely makes Miles Bridges a guy to target. Um, obviously, if Marvin's fine, then never mind. But I, I don't know, man. It was weird to me. Anyways, uh, I can't play Kemba today. Uh, OKC's done really well against point guards, keeping them in check. So I don't really like him. I don't really like very many Charlotte players in this game. I don't really like many OKC players either. The only guy I kind of like is Paul George just because he's been so active and so good in steals, especially in FanDuel. Um, you know, I think he's got a shot at three steals, nine points right there. Get you kind of a off and running, get him close to 50, which is what he, I think he can do today. All right, so let's move on to Phoenix and Milwaukee. Obviously, this is the biggest spread of the night, not surprisingly. Milwaukee's on the front end of a back-to-back. Projected at an NBA high, 22 points from Vegas. Phoenix at 108. I think they have to start Mikel Bridges. You listen to what Igor Kokoskov said after they got torched by Chicago. He was talking about effort and defense. And that was the reason, according to James Jones, the general manager, there he was saying that he's a, I don't want to put Mikel next to Booker for the backcourt because he doesn't want either of those guys chasing point guards. Guess what? you got to start doing that because uh, you don't want Cannon chasing point guards either because he's going to get roasted. So uh, we saw them start this lineup against Ben Simmons and those guys. So you would think um, that's kind of on the board here too, um, even though Bledsoe, I, I just feel like Bridges, given the way Bledsoe likes to play, it makes way too much sense. It made it made sense all season this, not to start him though. So Bridges that is. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm big into Bridges. If you think the Suns can maybe hang, Bridges actually crushes in garbage time, which is a bonus sell. So um, if you want to go aggressive on Bucks, I think Bledsoe's going to be super chalky. Um, again, the Suns' defense is really bad. Revenge game. I don't want to be here. Um, I mean, Bledsoe, I think, could just go nuts tonight. So he's going to be chalky as hell. Underpriced as well. So, yeah, Bledsoe's probably my favorite point guard play of the night. Um... I, the Bucks are just insane. I, I've been calling Mike Budenholzer, uh, Mike Budenhowitzer, uh, just because that only like, blasts teams with his new offense. So Budenhowitzer's been doing some damage. Obviously, Giannis is fine. Middleton should be fine. But Bledsoe's the guy I really want in this one. I like Devin Booker. He's really cheap uh, based on where I, th- I expected his numbers to be. Again, if he's going to play point guard, his numbers are really good per 36. I, th- I don't have it in front of me, but I think it's like 33 points, uh, 11 dimes, 6, 7 boards, um, high usage, high efficiency. So they're, he's going he's gonna to have to score a lot. He looks healthy now. We saw last week he said, I can't move, but he's been much more explosive. Okay, I think he looks good to go. So I do like him. going to move on here. 
maybe keep this thing under 40 minutes. We got Orlando at 104 at Denver, a 111 for them, uh, front end and back to back for them. Jokic, man, scoring's down, usage is down, true shooting's down. Better matchup for him. Nikola matchup uh, versus Vooch. So, yeah, I could see him smashing. Um, we've seen him have bad games and usually rebound pretty well. This is a home game. Um, yeah, so I do like him a little bit. Perimeter-wise, I'm always into Monte Morris if you want to punt there. Uh, it makes a lot of sense to go small, I feel like. that They could probably get him in there uh, for some three-guard lineups with him and Harris and Jamal Murray. So I think Monte Morris is a fine punt if you want to attack this game. But you could. Uh, I don't think this is a bad game to attack. Um, Terrence Ross, one of my favorite dunks of all time, was in Denver when he dunked on Kenneth Fareed uh, as a member of the Raptors. I had that as my phone wallpaper for like five months. Uh, now it's the most handsome, most beautiful dog. It's my boy Brody. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, uh, TJ Augustine's cheap, sure. I'm into that a little bit. Um, Paul Millsap got a big game. I'm not really feeling that too much. Um, like, but yeah, and Aaron Gordon, I think, could be pretty busy. Uh, not really into Murray. Not really into Harris. Harris is, uh, I looked this up the other day. He's only 30% of his wide open threes um, versus 45% last year. So that's really been a very surprising thing from him. Uh, all right, let's move on. Um, good game to stack right here, huh? Portland, 108. Golden State front end, 110 for them. No Curry, no Dre, no McKinney. No, uh, Seth Curry should be back. Harkless should be back. Uh, he did return surprisingly in the last game. So, yeah, let's start with the Warriors. I'm into Cook, man. I think he's going to start. I think he's going to play big minutes. So, I do like him. Um, besides that, it's kind of a guessing game. You would think Iguodala gets minutes. He's cheap enough to consider. But uh, And we saw Damien, J- Damien Jones have a good game the other night. So, it's just tough to really target really anyone from this roster, uh, given how um, thin they are. But, I mean... I forgot, I should just, I bury the lead. I mean, KD looks like he can break the slate tonight. Um, again, he's kind of frustrated with this whole situation and then not playing well. So I feel like a motivated Kevin Durant is potentially one of the strongest players to do damage today. So I do like him. Uh, Clay's fine. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, Durant's been just kind of underwhelming. His blocks have been down. Had three the other night, which was nice to see. In a revenge game, so I do think he's interesting as well. But yeah, I mean, you really can't trust Jarepko. I have Damian Lee written down. I think he's going to play good minutes here, especially with how the Blazers are going to go small at times, especially with, with Seth back. So I do like him. Uh, Dame hometown game, obviously he's going to be chalky, uh, and he should be. Uh, so yeah, I do like him. Um, kind of in the nerk a little bit. Numbers are up, assists are up, especially with Dame playing off the ball more. He's a guy to consider as well. So, yeah, do like those guys. I'll get the last game here. Utah coming off. Uh, they've been terrible lately, man. Kings whooped them. Um, if not for a little late fourth quarter run by Donovan Mitchell, would have looked a lot worse. But uh, they're projected at 108 at Lakers. LeBron, kind of a bad matchup for him. Uh, Utah protects the paint pretty well. Josh Hart's questionable. Had an ankle tweak in the last game. Return looked fine. Yeah. All right, so... I mean, you can't really play Mitchell, I don't think. I'm kind of into Lonzo a little bit. Should be, um, you know, the Jazz perimeter is not great uh, defensive. We, we Obviously, Gobert is amazing. But, all right, uh, I'm going to try to go to positions here. So, 
for FanDuel, some cheap guys we like. Um, by we, I mean I. Um, Trey Burke is going to be chalky, but it's fine. I'm not opposed to Ryan Archidiakono. Um, he's cheap enough where you can consider him if you really want to go after Heat players. Uh, I don't think he's a terrible play. I mentioned DJ Augustine. I like Quinn Cook a lot tonight. Uh, Bledsoe's the chalk. Bledsoe's going to probably be in every lineup. Uh, he should be. I mean, again, matchup. Just playing well. And obviously the, the revenge game factor. Um, it's just coming up Bledsoe. Um, I like Dame, like Lowry, if you want to go up there. But there's enough cheap. I mean, I feel like the, the chalk play is going to be Burke and Bledsoe. And, I mean, it's hard to talk anybody out of that for FD. Um, DK, Blakeney I mentioned. Uh, he's point guard eligible. Burke, again, chalk. Uh, Galloway I like a little bit. Um, Teague's pretty cheap on DK. I like him a little bit. Um, yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They're, they're playing the early game. That's my bad. Um, and then Booker. Um, and, and then Pardon as well if you want to go up. Uh, shooting guard. Mentioned Blake Need, Nawaba. And I think Crab. Again, early game, man. I wrote everybody down. <laughs> and Eric Gordon's real cheap. So if you want to get him in there, hopefully he can make some threes. I could see him having a decent game. Not against Tim Hardaway Jr. I love Devin Booker. Um, I could see him having a good, good game here. Though the matchup's not best for him. Uh, cheap guys, Damian Lee, I mentioned him. Uh, Iguodala, shooting guard eligible. Galloway, Bullock, I'm not against. Joe Harris, again, early game, man. I always love the Nets. Um, and then Ubre as well. Not too into Kawhi, but he's a guy to consider if you really want to attack that game against Washington. Maybe you play Wall or somebody like that. Um, yeah. Um, Wilson Chandler's going to be chalk. I'm not opposed to Jetty Osman, James Ennis, I like. Love Mikel Bridges. Uh, Mario, sure, I guess. Um, going to be low minutes, but Josh Richardson's probably one of my favorite plays as well. Um, yep. Uh, I like Farmley on DK. Tucker, Deadman, mentioned John Collins for center. So, yeah. Uh, center's kind of a, a weird one tonight. There's not too many guys that you're like excited to play. Um, Cat would have been nice for the early game, but he is not on the slate for the main slate. So, yeah, I think oh, I guess I'll go through center real quick here. Uh, so center, I mean, if Baines is Baines is going to start. He's cheap enough where you're going to want to play him if you're going to want to spend up and get AD and those guys. So I like him. Uh, I don't think Mescal is a bad play at four thousand. I'm not against Brook either at five seven. Should be a good matchup for him. Uh, Whiteside's pretty decently priced at five eight, and what's probably should be a good matchup for him. Deadman's five thousand. That's a pretty good price if Lens out. Uh, and then, I mean, Nurk's all right. Uh, a little pricey, but he's pretty good. Aiden's price, I think, went down. He's 6'8". He's fine. Um, and Randall, I think Randall's all right. All right, so we did it. We did it in the 35-minute goal. So congratulations to me and you and everybody. Uh, again, hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, if you're traveling, safe travels. And, yeah, it should be a pretty fun day. It's going to be nuts on the NBA Player News page. On Roto World, you can check out our beta site too. The link's up top. I think it's just beta at rotoworld.com. But go to the main site and you'll see a little red link. Check it out. Um, feedback appreciated. The mobile looks great. We're still working out some other kinks. Um, but yeah, um, check it out. Uh, it's it's way different. We did a couple. We did a change like man a while ago. It's, we've been due for a change for a while, so we definitely want to hear all your feedback. There's like a little feedback button. 
uh, on the beta site if you want to give us your input. We'll, we'll be doing some things. All right, so we're out of here on that. You guys, again, happy Thanksgiving weekend, and we'll catch you next time. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.